and welcome to the very next episode of The Remedy with Tobacito and Janice Gant and Tom Bridwell. Yay. Hey, Tom. Hi, Tom. How y'all doing? Good. I guess we always say hi to you because we don't see you. I'm looking right at Janice. (laughs) Tom's in a booth upstairs. We're in his bottom studio. Yeah. That's right. He's the in his top room. studio. The drum room. Oh, oh, it's just the coolest place. Did you guys have fun uh, watching the Super Bowl last night? Yes. I thought it was really I fun. I did too. What did y'all think about Rihanna? Uh, well, uh, well, she limp, lip-synced. <laughs> you she, did, did she? she? Yeah. I you just know, heard that's him. pretty common in those size stadiums. I know. Stadiums. It would have to be. Uh, oh, I get, what is it? Sound control? What? Why? It I has to do with that. It's It's got to do with the delay in the speakers and the from the microphone to the speakers. And like the but acoustic. also, it has to do with just if there's any. A lot of times, the microphones will be on and they'll sing over a backing track. But there's always a backing track in that size of venue, pretty much always. Interesting. I yeah. thought last night. I thought Tom will know about that. <clears throat> My buddy Cass Haley sang for. He sang the national anthem at uh, AT and T Stadium for a Cowboy game one time, and they made him have a backing track for the national anthem. Oh. He lip synced it. He he sang it, but there was also his voice singing it underneath. So if like the microphone crapped out, oh. or he dropped the microphone, or if he fell over, you would see, you would hear his voice still singing, and he just sings on top of it. And he, he he was made to do that. Like he didn't want to, but they made. He didn't have a choice. You know that kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, because for sure. then you don't. Well, there's a lot more control involved in that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and I would think that, I mean, I don't know what I'm talking about. You would certainly <laughs> understand it, Tom. But it's but it makes sense that there could be so much outside noise or oh, possible yeah. clankings or <laughs> clankings. <laughs> horns well, she, honking. I, or, I thought the, uh, the her presentation was really great. Those platforms that were suspended were... Oh, my oh, gosh. Yeah. That was Wasn't breathtaking. That cool? yeah. But the, the big news is that it was her first announcement that she was pregnant. So I Googled... But she's already had a baby. She yes. had a baby last May. Uh-huh. So I Googled, is Rihanna pregnant? Me too, during her... Did, did you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> totally. I bet everybody... Like, I didn't... So where did... Where was that announced, Tom? Well, that was her announcing it because she kept it a big secret. Nobody oh. had any idea. And so she comes out there and starts kind of rubbing her belly like that. And it's obvious that she's at least a few months along. But she, that was kind of the her way. It was a really cool way of announcing it. Just super showing cool. up to the Super Bowl and performing while you're pregnant. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah I, I was thought like, the same I was thing. thinking maybe she had been, you know, overdoing Twinkies or something like that. <laughs> Because I mean, I she's always she always has a great body, uh-huh. and but she was definitely so her her baby's only nine months old. Yeah, I, I was doing the math last night. Yeah, that's but right. Is she, it not- she and ASAP Rocky, the rapper, have? Uh-huh. Uh, have I a did. I didn't know who the dad was. <clears throat> so it's somebody ASAP. named ASAP. Mm-hmm. I don't ASAP like Rocky as soon as possible with dollar signs. Like as soon as possible. So does that mean money now? <laughs> I, I guess. <laughs> I don't I know how guys that? come up with their rap names. <laughs> I know. I'm gonna I come up. I with guess I know how big, Biggie came up with I'm, his. That's pretty easy. He's big. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Snoop Dogg. Yeah. I love Snoop Dogg. I'm not sure what mine would be. Hmm. <laughs> Who was your favorite Super Bowl halftime of all time? Do you have one? No. Mine was Prince. Oh, because he he performed. It was really bad weather. There was rain during the halftime. 
performance. And so did and, and so he, he was sang playing Purple, Purple Rain. Rain as it was raining, and it was just the most epic performance. Wow. I loved him. I'm yeah. gonna have to Google that. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. To I don't remember actually that. A small documentary about that performance, and everybody there said that he was the best guy to work for. He was super accommodating, friendly. And when they said, you know, you don't have to do this, he was like, no, we're doing this. This is happening in the rain. Who gives a crap? It's happening. Oh, I love There's, that. Super yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. What year was that, Tom? Put the Google on that. Uh, I think it was 2007 okay. because I was I had a Super Bowl party and there, I'm pretty sure it was 2007. Okay. Yeah. Huh. It's great. The only the one, my favorite that I remember is, because I've watched every Super Bowl, but I don't, I don't remember Prince. Um but which is pretty crazy because he's unforgettable. He's yeah, pretty unforgettable. Yeah. But my favorite was uh, Justin Timberlake. Oh yeah, oh. God, I do love me some Justin Timberlake. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> I think every guy wants to be him, and I think every girl wants to be with him. <laughs> Would you have sex with him, Tova, if he asked you? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> do you believe that, Tom? Everybody has one hall pass. <laughs> oh. I w- if I could. Have a hall. Uh, <laughs> <hall pa. laughs> well, that kind I'm of, of all get, the people that listen to this, <laughs> and we're getting. And this is kind of on topic. Yeah, are you getting us in the mood, Janice? <laughs> uh, I am. <laughs> so, yeah. Do you, yeah. Have you have you ever counseled somebody whose spouse gave them a hall pass? Yes. That's not what we're talking about yes, today. Yes, I have. Yes. Seriously? Yes. Yes, I've de- I've counseled several people, and they were like giving one you... another a, a, one another hall passes. What? Yeah. yeah, and did it work out? Yeah, I, I mean, and they're like, you know, what do you think? And I said, well, as long as you're both in yeah. full agreement, and you know, I said it'd be it'd be kind of hard. I don't think I would do that, <laughs> but but if you come, I mean, as long as you negotiate it, and it is really amazing what people will negotiate sexually in their relationships. Wow. Yeah, it's very interesting, and I, you know, my my approach is it wouldn't work for me, right? But if it's if it's full disclosure, and you both agree that it's going to be acceptable, then... You know, you can do whatever you want. You're grown ups, right? No, I know? I definitely so, agree with that. But have you seen that backfire? Uh, I don't. Not that I remember. Wow. But I think I'm sure that it it does sometimes mm-hmm. because then you might want a little more of that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, one hall pass. Yeah, I you know, scratch I mean, that itch. And yeah, then and then this yeah, itch. <laughs> and then your brain goes to that instead of yeah. your partner. So we'll talk about this today. We're going to actually talk about spicing, keeping your sex life spicy. That would definitely do it, <laughs> or ruin it. Yeah, I, I, I can't. I, that go, would not I can't work for me. Uh, uh-uh. I, I can't. I would get. I would throw up at the thought of that. Yeah, I'm in, in my relationship. Oh, I could not. I wouldn't. I would have bathroom problems for the rest of my life. Yeah, I would not. <laughs> no, it wouldn't work for me at all. I don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I. I mean, I've had. I've had. I. I. I've had several people who have invited another woman into their bedroom, and then wow. and they and and the woman has watched and. Anyway, anyway, that's 
You know, which that I wouldn't do that either. Just no FYI. (laughs) No, I I mean, I know that there are people who do that Mm -hmm. and I don't even have any judgment around. No, me neither. Like I really think like you said, as long as you're communicating and it is to each their own. And I'm sure, you know, I'm sure because I my bent is pastoral counseling. Mm -hmm. People are probably not going to be totally comfortable I can tell that people have a difficult time talking to me about yeah, sex. I can understand that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know there are there are there are I know of three swingles groups in Dallas that I've had that I've had uh, clients that participate and go on vacation with different groups of people like you know six couples and there's some you know shifting mixing, around and matching. mixing and matching and all that Wait, does swingles mean that they're sing- single but dating somebody but they're swingers they're swingers okay so it's swingles that's what it, that's what they're the individuals are swingers but they're not but they're in oh because but they are they're in relationships. So if they're in a relationship and they're swingers, it's now called a swingle. Well, that's just what the groups are called, oh, swingle groups. Okay. So then that's so then that's kind of if you if you like I have a client who years ago who she saw her that her husband had been uh, texting with somebody about that. It was a guy, but then but he was talk, trying to get th- this my client and her husband to come and join the group mm. you know but it's but yeah they're they're definitely out there and yeah yeah nobody's talking to me about that no man well they're talking to me about it but they're not <laughs> they're, they're not, not inviting, inviting me you and Tom <laughs> to come play <laughs> no oh that would just be terrible i don't think me. i'd ever be the same i think it would damage me to, in such a way like i'm not mormon anymore but <laughs> i'm baptist but not anymore yeah you're not baptist I anymore i can't even let my brain go there yeah. i can't even i i but like i wonder what is it that uh, that would i'm not saying i'm right but i'm just saying like I have such a visceral, personal reaction to that. Like, I can't imagine what, in what (laughs) arena or what headspace would I have to get in in order to be okay with that? Well, one of my clients, she and her husband were having some difficulties. Mm -hmm. And so... Sexually? uh Sexually. As a couple. Sexual difficulties. And she was quite a bit younger than he was. And then they... So they brought in another woman to see if that could kind of, you know... uh, help him maintaining an erection and Mm -hmm. she was okay with it because she wanted him to be able to do that and then Mm -hmm. to get an erection so she could have sex with him Mm -hmm. and blah, 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 blah. So, you know, so it's interesting because there's, there is, you would be surprised how much of that goes on because, because of dysfunction or because there are people, men in particular, but there's some women too who just don't, want monogamy they want something different to add to it they Mm -hmm. don't they don't leave their partners for it Mm -hmm. 
but they will but they want it so that they can they think it's going to enhance their relationship i always tell them too i will always say you know there is a there's a there is a definite possibility and could even be a probability that there's going to be some resentment after a while mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. if one of the one of the either the man or the woman really likes being with somebody else sure. then that you know How then would you that, be okay with that be impossible for me no oh I would the whole thing would be impossible mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. there's no under no circumstances mm-hmm. would that work for me yeah but it does for some people yeah. so it's interesting and you know it's it's kind of it's kind of fun to talk with people about it oh, because it's I just bet. so different, you know. I and, bet. <clears throat> yeah. I bet. You know, I was talking to my brother this morning about a uh, client that I had this morning. Uh-huh. And I was telling him a little bit about the, I mean, of course, I never say names. And no, no. He would never no, know no. anything about in any of the people personally. But I was telling him the story that she told me. And he was like. I am so jealous of your job. And I was like, you should be because like, I mean, and then like the flip side is like, you're, you're helping people, you know, like, yeah, like what we do, we, I really believe what we do enhances people's lives. Yeah. And makes well, their, sure. like, they, better, you yeah. know, or else don't come. Yeah. But it is such a privilege to, and it is such a learning experience because so many of, like the girl that I had this morning, she's a college student. And like college students these days are living a completely different life than right. when we went to college. Yeah. I mean, it, with social media and with phones yeah. and with uh, the way that how fraternities and sororities and mixers and sex. And I mean, it's Everything's changed. The internet, the accessibility, you know, I mean, even just like Ubers, you know, I mean, it's like the access and their life is so different than our college experience. It's un, it's so fascinating. Yeah. But I think that that's a big part of why you and I love what we do because we are so fascinated by people's stories. Yeah. And we want to see them, their lives get happier. Yeah. I uh, and you know, I when I when I am seeing some couples that are doing some extracurricular activities with other couples and they say to me, "Do you what's your what's your take on all of that?" Mm-hmm. And I will say, "It is it is not in my value system, mm-hmm. certainly not in my value system, but your value system is not my business and I will not I do not have judgment about it. It just would not work for me. Right. And then I can talk with them about the what are the what's the risk involved in mm-hmm. some of that, some of those behaviors. And sometimes people it sometimes it does end up blowing up and and a couple won't be able to maintain their relationship because of that. Mm-hmm. So it's a slippery slope I think for most people. Yeah. But it's not what what a lot of people would think of are just like I don't know, like people that are, these are people that are at the Tom Thumb with you. Yeah. You know, I mean, these are mainstream people, some of them, Mm -hmm. you know. It's kind of like anything, you know, like I think we assign 
like domestic violence to a certain type of yeah a demographic, demographic. Mm-hmm. and yet when I worked at the church at it you know at Highland Park in Highland Park there were just as men there were just as much if not more than anywhere else I mean it's it's not it doesn't have a zip code no so I I believe that I believe that that there's just a lot of stuff going on and with a lot of people that we would be just Mm -hmm. shocked Mm -hmm. Uh (laughs) so we have to thank our sponsor and then we'll get into our um we'll get into exactly what we're talking about today which is sex um but uh david tuts is our sponsor he is a listener from colorado nice and he's a big fan this is like the third time he's oh my gosh i know he's so how many men do we have lovely uh it's probably five to one yeah but I but, sure love when they do. Oh, I just love that that there are men that listen to it. I do too. And you know, I have to say I really appreciate when we get feedback. I I got a, the I have to share this text message cuz you will really appreciate it. Um uh I got this text this morning. Where is it? Well, Oh, here, here it is. I won't say what her name is. Um, she said, I, I don't know if you remember me, but we met a while back when I was still in high school. At that time, I was struggling a lot, and I had no idea where I stood in my faith. Everything that was being presented to me felt so black and white and made me feel like I had to constrain myself in order to be loved by God or live the right way. I just wanted to tell you that I listen to your podcast often and the work that you and Janice are doing is so impactful. I just listened to your seeing gray in a world full of black and white episode. I mean, that was like back in the day. That was before you. Oh my gosh. And I just know conversations like that are going to free so many people. It saddens me that so many people in the church use scripture to shame people and cut people off from the love. But just know that what you and Janice are doing is so important and has given me permission to be a person of faith without the fear of doing it wrong. Thank you for using your words to show people the true light of Jesus. I love that. That's so nice. I mean, that is, I really appreciate when people tell us yeah, things. And so, um, and because you're listening to this, you've had to like find the new episodes which i know a lot of people have reached out to me on how to do that but if you will please rate us because we've got to start over since we're on a new feed if you guys that are listening will please rate us and uh leave a five stars (laughs) (laughs) anything less don't bother (laughs) and um and and leave comments uh because that will bump us up in the apple feed Great, great. I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah. That's good. So thank you. Thank you to all of our listeners, all of our sponsors. Uh, We make it really easy to get involved and support what we're doing. Um, You can Venmo at Tova-Cedo or you can go to TovaCedo.com. Yay. 
Thank you. Um, okay, so I thought that it might be a good idea for us to talk about how to spice up your sex life when it feels like it's getting a little stale, it's getting a little routine, um, you're not as excited about it anymore, um, and you just need a little injection, no pun intended, <laughs> in the in the bedroom. Um, you know, a little igniting. Yeah, uh, I know for a lot of people, and and you don't. A lot of people, and most of them are have been married and married for a while, and and they just find themselves in a routine where they have sex the same time every day, or they tend to do sex the same, whether it's the same time, the same positions, the same beginning, middle, end. It's just it's like wah wah, you know. At least I hear that this from couples that it can become a bit. Routine and a bit boring over time. And so I thought it might be a fun topic for us to Mm -hmm. talk about how how do you spice things up? How do you have those hard conversations? Um, And how do you not take it so personal? I mean, sex... It's so funny. I when I do premarital counseling and we talk about expectations around sex... I can tell the couples get real itchy Mm -hmm. and uncomfortable Mm -hmm. when we talk about two things, sex and finances. Uh (laughs) That's right. They just get, everybody gets a little bit more uncomfortable. Yeah. And I tell them, like, if, if you don't love Chinese food, but you love Mexican, are you embarrassed? Are you embarrassed to tell your husband, like, I don't really like Chinese food, you know, but I love, I love chips and salsa and like, no, of course not. You have preferences, right? Right. Right. We all have preferences. And yet it seems like so many couples struggle with communicating their preferences in the bedroom. Yeah. Do you find that? uh, I, I find that a lot. I've, I don't, I don't. I don't really see a ton of that because I don't think they talk about it very often, Mm. you know, and a lot of times what will happen is that once the marriage starts being in a bad place, then they'll, you know, when you're, when we're examining what's really going on, sometimes underneath that is the, uh, you know, the, the same old, same old with, with sex and, and people, people find it hard to understand that your sex life after 10 years, 12 years, 20 years of marriage is not going to be quite as wild or over the top as it was in the very beginning. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that is, is that when you first start dating somebody, and you really like them and you're really attracted to them and maybe you've gotten out of another relationship that wasn't good and so you're really excited about the new relationship and you and you start being sexual with that person your 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 brain is going to release a lot more pheromones or 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 positive neurotransmitters mm. that because it's 
new and because that's really important yeah so it's not so then people are like well i mean it was so great in the beginning but you know now we don't do it as often for example and i mean when you're first dating somebody and you're feeling like this is you really like this person Mm -hmm. and you're you're really attracted to them you know you think oh it'll never change this we will be going Mm -hmm. you know three times a day for the rest (laughs) of our lives and that just is an unrealistic expectation which is going to set you up for resentment and disappointment mm-hmm. because it's just going to change yes. because it's it's you you know one of the things that happens we get energized when we're in a beginning phase of a relationship we it you know it takes 4 to 6 months for the marketing phase to <laughs> end, you know, and there is a marketing phase. Sure. I'm marketing me, you're marketing you, mm-hmm. and and then you get into just the reality phase, you mm-hmm. know, and so you're going, it's kind of like you've r- ridden up the, 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 gone up the hill, and then you're going down, and you feel like you're going down so quickly that there must be something wrong. Mm. And it really doesn't mean that at all. What it means is, is that it's changed. One thing that happens in a relationship, at you're in the beginning phase of a relationship, people are energized. Yeah. They have a ton of energy. They're up for anything. They yeah. can stay up late. Yeah. And they, and they, they can talk all uh-huh, night. They want to talk all night and they want to go yeah. do an activity every minute of the day yeah. and all of that. Yeah, the, it's yes, yes, and yes. Then, of course. I, I love that. Da, 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 da. Yeah. And then the partner's like, oh, right. I finally found somebody that wants to do everything that I want to do and they <laughs> never get tired or any of that. And then it's like, oh, and then they go down the hill. And then they're like, what? Were you just BSing me? Mm-hmm. Were you just, tr- were you acting? Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, it's just different. Mm-hmm. Because like your brain is different. Your brain is different and your body, your energy mm-hmm. is different. Mm-hmm. You know, when you, it, it's kind of like when you go on a trip you know, the day before your trip, you are so freaking excited yep. and you have built up this fantasy of how it's going to all be and everything. And then you go on the trip and you're there for, you know, seven days and and it rains and you've had some disappointments or maybe you've gotten a little bit of diarrhea from the food <laughs> or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And then you come off the trip and you feel like it wasn't like what you think it was because there, if you go up you're gonna hit a downslope, mm-hmm. and that is absolutely going to happen with sex now what i do see a lot is that when a woman is not and the tip men can for the most part maintain their ability to have an erection and have sex is depending on their age or what their diet's like and if they exercise but if they're in good health and that sort of thing they can tend to have that a little longer than maybe a woman mm. because because women are women a lot of women don't sit around and fantasize about having sex every day after it's been after you've been in that marketing phase or you're out of that marketing phase. Mm -hmm. So then 
But the guy can tend to do it a little longer mm. because... Are you talking about thinking or fantasizing or or the act of sex itself? It's all related. So the okay. thinking about okay. it and the fantasizing oh, okay. about it is going... That may last a little longer. And if, you know, if the guy looks at porn or anything like mm-hmm. that, then, then, you know, they'll... They'll be able to if they're you know I, that's a whole nother subject, but mm-hmm. but but well actually it is kind of applicable to applicable to this because if a guy is looking at porn, then you know when he's masturbating, then you know he's going to get in the bed and he's going to feel pretty relieved and he'll be tired and he'll be mm-hmm. ready to go to sleep. So if and there are a lot of women who it's not okay to them for their husband to look at pornography and they're not going to be sexual with them if they're going to you know if they're going to bring if they're looking at pornography then what a lot of women will think is that well there's another woman in our relationship i want to be the source of that right right right, you know but so then the guy's looking at pornography and there's got you know they're it's different. And they're being satiated or satisfied by the pornography versus well, yeah, their wife. Be- yeah, because they yeah. ejaculate. Right. They masturbate. Right. So so then, you know, so then they're like, okay, well, well, she doesn't do that for me anymore quite like that. Mm-hmm. Well, no, because it's a different thing. This chick on the... <laughs> On your phone, (laughs) she's she's just she's she doesn't like you. She doesn't know you. She doesn't care. She doesn't do your laundry. She (laughs) she 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 is not going to brag about the size of your hoo ha. (laughs) You know because if if it's a video and it's an exchange video to where she's watching you and you're watching him, she's going to be feeling you full of. A lot of stuff because she mm-hmm. wants you coming back to her site because that's how they make money. That's right. So, it, so it's all one of the things that is so important in in a marriage is that you are able to talk about your frustrations. If yeah. your if your husband is is looking at pornography and that doesn't work for you, then you need to tell him that. That's exactly because right. Because it will kill your sex life. Yep. You know, if you mm-hmm. keep that inside Absolutely. because it feels like you're in competition with somebody else. Yeah. You know? I, w- I would not be, uh, and I'm very communicative about about pornography in my relationships I always have been because I just that's I don't have a place for that in my relationship I don't either I don't I don't like that and I do think it it has it would have a negative impact on my my sexuality and our sex life well one of the things that women re- are, are so important to women is that they are flattered mm-hmm. by their husband or their partner Mm -hmm. and that they are telling you that you're beautiful or Mm -hmm. saying that you're good in bed Mm -hmm. and that they're totally satisfied with you you know and if if you're if it's a competition between you if you feel Mm -hmm. like it's a competition between you and this person on the phone or whatever it's not going to work and so for guys you're really go. You got to be careful with it because yeah. women will get the vibe that you're doing it. Mm-hmm. They will. They'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. I guarantee it. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to probably be happy about it unless they just don't want to have sex with you anymore. And mm-hmm. then they're like, okay, I don't care what you do. And there are some couples that have that. Yeah. You know, that have that kind of a stance with it. So, mm-hmm. but you have to talk about it. You mm-hmm. know, one of the things for women too that. Is is harder for women 
to communicate about what they like and what they don't like. I've noticed in their that bedroom, with, mm-hmm. uh-huh, with their husband or their partner mm-hmm. or their boyfriend or whatever. Mm-hmm. Why do you think so? Well, I just think because we're we've been taught not to talk about it. And you think I get a sense that if a woman, I get a sense that if a woman is demanding not demanding but or expressive about oh i really like it when you do this or i don't like it when you do that which is like i was talking about like i i why can't i have preferences and oh you 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 do we we do everybody does everybody does just like i gave the chinese food and mexican food analogy like just like i have food preferences i also have preferences in bed and and but i I have, I have witnessed that if women become expressive about that, they feel a little timid. And I haven't had anybody say this to me, but my guess, my assumption, the energy that I'm picking up is they, uh, it, it might feel like a little slutty, like, yeah, and that's the one place you should be slutty. Yeah, <laughs> you can be slutty. Exactly. You know? I mean, like, and that can be. Why does this girl have preferences? Like, how? how do, why does she know that? Like, what is she's had a lot of sex, and it's like, no, I just know what I like. And you and know? the You're thing not, that, you, you can be a slut with your husband yeah. or your, your significant other. Like, yeah, like get go go crazy. Yeah, talk about what you like. And and talk about what you don't like yeah, too, because there's, yeah, you know, there's a couple of. It's really important. Yeah, the, and the, and if you are saying yes when you want to say no about mm-hmm. doing certain things in your relationship, and and you don't like it and it doesn't feel good, I mean, do not do it. Do not do it because it no. will. It will. It will. It won't. It won't work. I think be- that would be awful. Yeah, it would. It would be awful. Mm-hmm. And you know, and that's that's another one of the downsides. If if there is pornography, even if there's pornography, even if some some women will, some women will watch pornography with their husband, mm-hmm. and um and and you know if that's what you decide, if that's what you, the two of you decide to do, then that's right. Fine. I mean, because it it will it will stimulate both of you probably. Mm-hmm. You know, but but sometimes in pornography you'll have something happen like you know in a nut like in the bobo (laughs) (laughs) that might like the 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 woman that's on the pornography is thinking this feels great and then if it gets anywhere near and if it gets anywhere near the bobo you might die feels like (laughs) you know so then so then so it's very careful and you want to honor one another and you want to be absolutely you want to be um respective totally of one another have you ever had a partner suggest something <laughs> how many partners what's your head what's your body count that, oh, did I you know, know that did, no no I no i'm maybe, not asking maybe that. a thousand <laughs> not, i'm not sure <laughs> when anna Just print told teasing. me that now the kids call it body count i was like oh <laughs> like what's your body count i was like what does that mean like it's how many people you've slept. I'm like, oh, oh my gosh! I, I, like, these are the words, <laughs> my children. I pray they don't have a body count. She's was actually talking about somebody else. Her body counts like did it. I'm like, what? What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, 
But have you ever had, and you don't need to go into detail or to get, but I, but I think it would be a nice thing to offer a remedy if you have, have you ever had a partner suggest something sexually to you that you guys engage in something and you were like, absolutely not? Yes, I have. Okay. So how did you handle that? I said, no, I'm not going to do that. And did they try to pressure you or put yes. the heat on you? Yes. It, yes, this was not Tom. This was somebody else. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, he was, he was weird. And, and uh, I mean, and he, he was not happy because I, I said, I'm just not going to do that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we broke up. I mean, it was not, it was something, you know, I was like, okay, yeah, no, the fact that you're even asking me that is a no-go, mm-hmm. you know. Is a, is, a, is a red flag. Yeah. Is a yeah. deal breaker. And, you know, I think if people, you know, is, is sometimes as people have been married for, you know, years and years and years and years, it, your sex life can get kind of stale. Mm-hmm. Like, I know, I know quite a few people who wear costumes. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I can't imagine Tom dressing up. <laughs> I literally was about to start a police, police, policeman. I know people do this, but they do. I, I would just get the giggles. I would just be like, "What the? Hell? You're under arrest. <laughs> yeah, I have to handcuff you. Yeah. <laughs> let oh, me feel, let me listen to your heart." I mean, I mean that old the doctor nurses. Nurse. I mean, I just. But there are people who do that, yeah. and that is just totally so go fine. for it. I, yeah. I'm actually kind of jealous that that works. I would, I would laugh. I would laugh so hard. I'm just, I just think I'm pretty simple. <laughs> yeah, I think the biggest part for me that it when it comes to this conversation and I think something that I really appreciate in a partner is just not being afraid to talk about it yes and not being afraid to say no yes I'm so tired I just or you hurt my feelings yeah or I'm upset right now mm -hmm. and sex is the last thing I want to do with you and a lot of times and that I'm glad you actually said that Toby because that's real important because men a lot of times they will if you're in a fight they're like okay let's go do that because that's gonna fix it because that but the women are like are you kidding? Mm-hmm. I'm not interested at all. So mm-hmm. for for just information's sake, women tend to be much more sexually interested when there's not some underlying thing going on. A thousand percent. And so if it's so and and what we what a lot of women will do is we will just breathe and say, okay, well, this is just the way it is. So this, whatever dysfunction is going on in the in the marriage, or if they're upset about something and they don't bring it up, then that just harbors inside of them. Mm-hmm. And that will really do a number because you're just not, for the most part, for the most part, women want to be sexual because of the relationship, mm-hmm. whereas men want to be sexual for the sex they care about the relationship Mm -hmm. a lot Mm -hmm. but theirs is more sex first relationship 
is a result mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for women uh-huh. it's the relationship mm-hmm. is good so therefore sex is a result so absolutely. it's kind of a flip-flop absolutely there's uh a, i've i've seen a client recently who ha- has been having problems with she she and her boyfriend <clears throat> they've been dating for a long time and he has children and he has an ex-wife. She has an ex-husband, but they she does not have children. Uh-huh. <clears throat> they live together, and the ex-wife is an issue uh-huh. for in their relationship. Uh-huh. And she often feels slighted um, because of their relationship. They're really good friends. Like she'll come home sometimes, and the ex-wife is in the kitchen, and they're giggling. Mm-hmm. And or she feels marginalized um, and doesn't feel like the priority in his relationship. You know, it's it's really about his kids first and then maybe the ex-wife, maybe her like she just does not feel protected. And I said to her, what what would you do? Like what what would be different for you if if you did feel protected, if he did like prioritize you, she was like, I would pull down his pants and I would give him a blowjob. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I like, I mean, she was joking and yeah. I laughed, but I, I it's not far from yeah. the connection. What she's saying is what you're saying is when we feel appreciated, loved, safe, secure, prioritized, that that makes a big difference in our our desire to have sex the connection absolutely is well you so there there cannot be another woman that has priority over you whether it's an ex whether it's a friend i had a client who was in a running club and i mean they ran in the mountains in Colorado and everything. And, you know, and she was such good friends with all these guys that she ran with. And her husband was furious about it because, and I don't think she was sexual with them, but mm-hmm. that what they were her primary relationship. Mm. And so I think, so, you know, I have an I ex-husband and Tom has an ex-wife. And if I felt like Zuma, his ex-wife, I, if Zuma if I felt like Zuma was a priority over me, mm-hmm. that would not work for me. Oh, God. No. And I know that Tom mm-hmm. would not want Kurt to be a priority over him. Mm-hmm. I think the only reason that Zuma and Kurt have a place at your table is because there is absolutely no doubt in your mind and in Tom's mind that the two of you are the priority in the relationship. Yes, that's right. And that security that exists between the two of you allows room for them to be there because there's there's a very clear boundary in the relationship. Right, right. But where I think that it can get really blurry and hard and deeply affect the sex life is when that line gets blurry, especially because you have... You have had intercourse with that person. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if I didn't have a very clear boundary with Topher and and Craig, knowing that I have been very intimate with him for a very long for years of my life, I would that would be awful for Craig. Yeah. 
awful for Craig. Well, you're pri- you cannot have another woman be your primary loyalty, mm-hmm. even your mother. Oh, it cannot be your mother. <laughs> it cannot be your mother, your grandmother, <laughs> your ex-wife. Mm-mm. It has to be your partner. Yeah. Because if not, you, it's not going to work. No, and you the and honestly and truly, the woman will not have any interest in being sexual. Yeah, it really has because it just feels like, wait, where am I in this hierarchy mm-hmm. of value? Mm-hmm. You know, and and so it's that's really important. And if you if you are feeling this way with your boyfriend or your or your husband, talk to them about it because mm-hmm. and they and it, some of them are some of them some guys have a huge deal with their moms too. Oh yes you, they do. And you know that's probably one of the things that I counsel with people the most mm-hmm. is the enmeshment with 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 the mother in law. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And God, if you're one of those moms, leave those children alone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. Let, let them live. There's this, there's a couple that I'm counseling right now. And God, the mother of the son is just, I mean, she cries all the time about how much she misses him. And oh, like, <laughs> like, I mean, the drama because of, I love you so much. Like, I, Oh, and like she calls him, he's like little nickname. Like, I'm like, oh my God. Like, that would be incredibly difficult for me. Well, it would totally eradicate any attraction that you had because Mm -hmm. it's because he's acting like he's a little boy. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's why this, that's why our sex lives with your partner husband, boyfriend, whatever, it's it's so important that we respect that and that mm-hmm. we're mindful of that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if Tom ever came in and said, you know what, I'm tired of Kurt being here for Christmas and Thanksgiving and mm-hmm. birthdays and all of that, or... Mm-hmm. Tom, uh, Can't the girls just go celebrate with him by themselves? Yeah, and like Kurt mm-hmm. drove Blair and I out to Owen's basketball game in McKinney was just it was so far and <laughs> and uh and you know if, if Tom ever said I just don't want I don't like that I'd mm-hmm. be like okay oh yeah I, that's fine a hundred percent you know I would and yeah. and that just the fact that I know that he yeah. would have my back on that it's so important I, it just doesn't care you know it just wouldn't matter yep because if you feel Valued absolutely all of the things in a relationship. What I believe, Tova, I don't know if you agree with this or not, is that I feel valued, Mm -hmm. which means my opinion matters, Mm -hmm. what I like matters, Mm -hmm. what I don't like matters, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. vice versa. That it's very important that Tom feel that too. Absolutely, and and I, I love that you said that. One of the things that I have seen in counseling and and probably experienced personally, it's why it's probably powerful to me, is I don't like it when people, like if, if a woman or a man are sitting in my living room expressing something that's important to them that their partner does or does not do, and their their partner, instead of listening, understanding, getting curious, valuing what, the, what is what they're valuing yeah. and they say, well, you know what? That's just not me. We're different. We're just different. Yeah. Now, if somebody's asking me to act outside of my value system, no, I'm not going to betray myself. But 
you know, Craig, Craig has told me one time, he only had to tell me one time that there was a relationship that I had with a male um, that he didn't like. He's like, I don't like that friendship. And I'm like, mm-hmm. over. Like, yeah. done. Yeah. Like, I can change. I can change that. And yeah. out of respect, do I think that there's anything inappropriate going on between me and this man? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But, uh, yeah, I saw nothing wrong with our friendship. Yeah. But it made him uncomfortable. Yeah. And so what did I do? I changed course. Yeah. I course corrected and that's that friendship has been completely different ever since if if he if if i had said the same to him and he said to me well that's just not me like we're just different like you don't have friendships with males or whatever it is you know if he if he did not value my request um that would be very difficult for me yeah well you're not gonna want to jump in the bed with Mm -hmm. them because Mm -hmm. when you're being sexual I mean, sometimes sometimes people will just have a, you know, slam, bam, thank you, ma'am, quickie, which is, there's nothing, certainly nothing wrong with that. No. But, but the whole act of being really intimate with someone that you love and you respect is ex- so valuable in your mm-hmm. relationship. It is. And we want to honor that. And we we can honor that, but it has to be... You have to talk about it. Yeah, all of these things because it does matter. And some people Absolutely. are ha- are more immodest than others. Mm-hmm. Some people are real modest, and mm-hmm. so you want to honor that with one another. That's a great and, thing, point to make. Yeah, and you mm-hmm. want to be careful about your kids mm-hmm. listening. And oh, that's gosh. what I, I have. So many young mothers who are like, you know, I'm so I'm just so tired all the time, and. You know, and there's always somebody on my leg. I know, I know, and there's I'm like, I know door. it'll be better. I promise. <laughs> but it is, it, it really is important, and it is something that you can have a huge impact on. <clears throat> and and I encourage you to really, if there's something that's bothering you about your sex life, make sure you talk to your partner about it yeah. because getting that up and out instead of rattling around around in your brain will really help. Oh yeah. And and we all have thoughts about sex sure. and we all have preferences with sex and we all have feelings about sex. I had a I was doing premarital counseling with a couple that had been dating for 7 years, Janice. Oh wow. And which is great. I mean, yeah, and yeah, yeah. and yeah, they were getting married and they were living together. And they had, I mean, the fidgeting and the uncomfortableness that, because one of the things I talk about is expectations, uh-huh. their expectations around certain things. Uh-huh. And one of the subjects is sex. Uh-huh. What is, what do I expect from you and what can you expect from me? And so I'll ask questions. I don't have any problem talking yeah. about sex. Yeah. Uh, you know, I expect you to be faithful sexually. I expect you us to have an active sex life. Okay. What, what define active? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I expect you to be faithful. Okay, what's faithful to you? Like, is is pornography cheating to you? Like, mm-hmm. let's talk about that. I mean, that uncomfortable. I expect us to be frequent. You know, I expect us to try new things. And so I asked questions, and I said, I, I said to them, I said, I can tell this is making you really uncomfortable. Uh huh. And I said, Do you guys ever talk about sex? No. Have you ever talked about sex? No. 
You've never one time said, oh, I like it when you do. Uh-huh. No. You've never said, I prefer, da-da-da, or, God, that was amazing. No. I mean, <laughs> seven years. <laughs> and they had never said one word to one another about their sex, their sex life. Oh, my gosh. And I'm like, and these are young people. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Do you do you, I don't have no idea how we it's, are on time. It's time. Yeah. It's 2:15. Okay, can I ask you one quick yeah, question? Yeah, sure. Cuz I think it's an important one around sex. Yeah. Do you think that people can have sex meaningless sex? Uh, do you think people can just screw each other? That one night stands really don't mean anything. Or yeah, don't have to I, I think some people do, can do that. Do you mean in a relationship? No, I mean like if if people if you're single or you're not single, whatever. Can you just go to a bar, meet somebody, screw them without any consequence to any to like <clears throat> say there's no consequence with the relationship, but it to your soul, to your being. To do you think that there are people who just have that switch? Well, I think that who there, can just screw people. Well, I think that there are people who build up a tolerance for the guilt. I think that I think that most mm. people would 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 feel some. I think, especially women. I think women we would feel more guilty sooner mm-hmm. than a guy. I think guys think that they can just go when they're younger, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, I even don't really think that that if we could get them to really talk, I don't think that that would be really what they do. I think people do feel guilty mm-hmm. if they're not acting in their value system, mm-hmm. and and some people are told that you know it's just sex, you mm-hmm. know. But I, I think some people but, say that, but it's the most you know it's one of the most interpersonal things you can ever do because it's so skin on skin and it's it's, the most and it's amazing vulnerable yeah you're very vulnerable so i don't know i I think in this modern time with the i mean there's apps out there that are specifically geared for just a hookup i mean that's oh yeah oh yeah And, and i've seen I've got a friend of mine at uh, that I play golf with that's recently divorced, and he's on a couple of apps, and he's got like two or three girlfriends right now that that's pretty much that's all they do is just hook up, and he's like fifty five and he's way okay with it, <laughs> and then of course <laughs> there's college kids that are like that's all they're doing is just hooking mm-hmm. up and moving on to the next one. So, but you know, I wonder if you that really, certainly isn't the traditional method and the way that we've all thought about it. I mean, well, I agree with you, Tom, and I I think that's why I wanted to ask because I think sex is so perfect. I mean, the, the, these girls that I have counseled that are in college, like they'll be making out with a guy and they're not dating; they're just barely met, and the guy's like, "You want me to get a condom?" It's like it's sex. It is so no big deal in our world today for so many people. I I honestly and truly think that if you got people that I have a client who was on one of those sites and was one of those girls that just had sex with this guy and he then he would leave and have sex with somebody else and she would have sex with somebody and blah, 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 blah. And and when she came in and we started talking about it and she really allowed herself to feel to feel. Then she said, I feel, the word she used was icky. 
And yeah. I, th- I, th- I said, well, that's shame mm-hmm. because I don't know. Because she was upset because the guy stopped calling her, even though he was, you know. So I don't know. I think... I think men are conditioned in so many ways to not feel, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Because I can only speak from it from me. And what I know is I could not, I could not have sex with anybody without it at a soul level yeah. having a consequence, good or bad. Yeah. Funny enough, though, is... The the show Sex in the City, which I thought was hilarious, I never and watched men it. that are listening, if you want some insight into women, that show will give you plenty. But there was literally four women on there, and one of them, a quarter of the girls, she was representing that sort of sluttier woman, Samantha. Yeah, and she was way okay. Like that was her thing. It was kind of the comic relief was watching her just be out there for everybody, and just kind of it was she was all about sex and. Although at the end, I feel like I didn't see the the movies or if there was a remake. I just remember the original show. She definitely, at the end of the show, she seemed like she was wanting to hook up with somebody. But the first few seasons, she was representing that sex-only mm-hmm. faction of women out there. Yeah, and I don't, you know, I mean, if you really were to sit down with somebody who was actually doing that and you really talked with them about it i think you would find very few women who who would feel okay about doing that because i have a client who was a prostitute and and i mean she made thousands of dollars and 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 we she and i had that discussion Mm -hmm. and she said yeah, oh, I can't even imagine how difficult that she life said would be. it was, you know, no. And it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't trash. I mean, it was, you know, expensive hookups. Mm-hmm. High end. And high, high end, end yeah. And, you know, and she said it, and by this time when we were talking, she, as she was looking back on it and she was like, yeah, it, it, it was really never okay with me. Yeah. I just had to fake it. Yeah. So I don't know. I I would I would venture to believe that at a core level over anything else and yeah I I just think that I think sex has always been pervasive I think that it's there's just more vehicles you know these yeah, days it's and, easier yeah it's easier mm-hmm. to to get access to yeah. sex in all different ways and in ways that I'm sure I haven't even I've never even heard of exist you know because. I, I just I'm pretty vanilla, <laughs> but anyway, well, I I think this is so helpful. I think a lot of people struggle with this. Yeah, um, me too. On lots of levels. So I hope that there were some nuggets in there for all of our listeners. We hope that you have a wonderful week, and um, thanks so much for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. Tom, you were kind of quiet on the sex combo. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember Bobo. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.